You're listening to Good Vexations, a podcast about the little grievances we'd rather air than solve. I'm Pat Brennan, I'm joined by my best bud, James Lynch, and today's Good Vexation is cooking instructions. Same damn time, same fucking place, everything around here is awful. Something isn't right here, but I can't put my finger on it. Something isn't right here, but I can't put my finger on it. Same damn time. James. Yeah. What do you hate? I know you hate something because we're here. Yeah, well, here's the thing, Pat. I like to cook. I also like to cook. And like when I when the thing that frustrates me is like there's a lot of people who don't really feel like they can cook, and I have a theory. And I th- okay. and I think that the reason why is the way that recipes are written, right? So like, uh, there are certain things that are like just not that fucking hard to make, you know? Uh like mm-hmm. any like many like of the egg dishes, like your your omelets, your scrambled eggs, your things like this. And the things that drive me crazy are when we when like when they're like listing all your spices or something. Uh Okay. They'll they'll like let's say, "Oh, you need you need a quarter teaspoon of pepper." You know? And I look at that and I'm like, and I have this a very vivid imagination, Pat. So I have I imagine some person seeing quarter teaspoon going into their going into the drawer, pulling out a teaspoon, and trying to fill it a quarter of the way. Pat, I once saw an eighth I saw an eighth teaspoon. Okay, I guess that's a little silly. That's like ten grains of salt, right? Like an eighth teaspoon. Okay. I think that this is a mistake. Because when they're actually doing it, I watch a lot of food YouTube, so I've watched these people do these food recipes. Food tube. <laughs> the food tube. I watch a whole lot of that, especially like when I'm eating lunch. Why, why do I do that? I don't, I don't know. Wait, 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 wait. You watch yeah, cooking so, shows while you're while eating? I'm eating? So lunch. You, have, you have already cooked something, right? Oh, yeah. You, you, have, yeah. you have finished cooking yourself a meal of some kind or preparing food, and then you sit down and you open up YouTube and you just... Click to someone and watch making somebody else more making more food. Yeah, like, like is it like a better meal than yours? Is it okay? So is it almost like, always? Okay, almost so it's better. Always. So it's not somebody making worse food. It's like and look at this gourmet meal that you could be having, but instead you have this terrible like spam and cheese sandwich that you fried up for yourself. Yeah, or like <laughs> I'm sitting at, like it's what I it's my my lunch break or something. Sometimes I'll go get like a falafel or something like a or like a or a hero or something like that, and I'm sitting and I'm eating it. And then, like the Bon Appetit YouTube page pops up because there's like they've got a new they've got a new It's Alive with Brad, and I watch him make like miso from James. scratch. Like this I don't know, so weird. <laughs> I definitely watch these food YouTube shows, but then like I'll go make a meal or something. I have never once sat down with a meal and been like, I would like to see what. Somebody else is preparing on food tube today. I'd like to know I what they're know. making. I, I, it's like planning for the future. I'm like, oh, you know what? I'll make I can make that later. You know? <laughs> okay. <laughs> I, I like food. What can I say, Pat? Yeah, that's great. I, I'm not good. you're not wrong. Okay, so But here's what I'm saying. So I, I think that the way that people write recipes is sometimes fucking dumb. When you put like a quarter teaspoon or like uh or like uh, a tablespoon of oil, and if you are 
if you are putting oil, if if you are pulling out a tablespoon, pouring oil to and put and like pouring two tablespoons into the tablespoon measure, putting in your pan, that sucks. Like you've now dirtied another spoon. You've wasted your time. And like you're trying to try to do this precise thing. That's not a precise thing. This is why I like cooking. It doesn't need to be precise. My favorite cookbook and the one that like has gotten me got me creative and got me excited about cooking was by Jamie Oliver. Is he a chef? Jamie's yes. Jamie's Food Revolution. Jamie's Food Revolution. Who the heck is this? I don't know who this is at all. Well, yeah, I mean Jamie Oliver, good cook. Like he had a whole TV show with this with this shit, man. Um, I think I probably watched a lot less television food cookers than you did. Yeah, I watched a decent amount. Uh, I never really watched the show though, but like my, uh, yeah, but my my mom and my dad had this book, and it was it was the first cookbook I ever had that was readable. You know, like it was something that you could you could read, and there's a little bit of philosophy of cooking. And one of his part of his philosophy of cooking was to try to get it to try to lower the kind of lower the bar to entry. Yes, so it is a it was a book that um, I found to be really readable. You know, there's a little bit of food philosophy in there. There's a little in addition to a bunch of recipes that I never would have tried and basic stuff like. It to- like told you what does it mean to wash your rice? I didn't know. Like I had to, I had to learn what it means to wash your rice before before you boil it. Changed the whole fucking game, man. Um, but the things that he did was it was all like his spices and stuff. Whenever it wasn't baking or something that was really finicky, it was all like a pinch of a pinch of uh, a pinch of salt or a couple of glugs of oil that one glugs glugs as in like you've got a bottle of olive oil yeah, it goes, yeah and it goes glug, 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 glug. And that's enough you know as in this kind of doing a thing based on how it feels rather hmm. than trying to pull out the measuring measuring thing it's not about the measurement so much it's so much about what cooking is is about the feel i am perplexed by this okay because i both agree with you to an extent and vehemently disagree with you. Oh boy. I want very specific instructions. (laughs) I want you to tell me exactly how much of a thing that I should be putting in the thing. Now that said, oftentimes I will get a recipe and then ignore it and just do mostly what I feel like. And I can also see the appeal in instructions that explain things to their purpose rather than their measurement. Mm-hmm. For example, uh, talking about like the oil and stuff, like the idea of putting in like a tablespoon of oil. Yeah, I can see that being ridiculous. Now, if if the recipe just calls for like a tablespoon of oil that's going to get mixed into the recipe, I want you to tell me that. If the mm-hmm. goal is like put enough oil in your pan that the pan's bottom gets covered, I don't need you to tell me a tablespoon. I just need you to tell me like coat the bottom of the pan in oil. Right, because that's going to yeah. be different for every pan. So like, and the same thing with like things like salt and pepper, like a lot of recipes that I use will be like salt and pepper to taste or something like that. Um, that makes sense to me. Like a pinch makes sense to me, but at the same time, I want them included in the recipe and I want them to be as specific as they possibly can. Now, a lot of this probably transfers over to 
my own mindset and career stuff, right? Yeah. So I mean, you're definitely the type of person to skim the to skim the instructions and then do whatever the fuck you want. Yeah, I'll interpret yeah. <laughs> from there. But like like in my day-to-day job, a lot of what I do is taking complex instructions for something that has never been built or designed in a specific way before, disseminate this information to people of a variety of skill levels and have them be able to work together to build something that they don't fully understand, which I think is the point of cooking, especially where we're talking about Mm -hmm. people that don't think they can cook or can't cook very often. It's like those kind of, you want those people to have very well laid out instructions that tell them every individual step, things that you as someone who cooks a little more frequently might not need explained to you. They will probably need explained in very explicit detail. And even to the argument of me wanting things like coat the bottom of a pan with oil, like if telling them to just put in a tablespoon means that they put in enough rather than like too much or too little, like a tablespoon is probably pretty close to what they need for covering a pan. You know what I mean? So that's true. I don't know. I don't know, but I feel like, I, I get a lot of joy from cooking. There's a bit of creativity. There's definitely there's the friggin' satisfaction of doing it. But there's so many things that there's so many things that people seem to think are just really hard. Poached eggs. Poached eggs are actually a good example of this. So when people like I, there are so many different instructions I've seen for poached eggs. And every single one of them is different. To the extent that before I made poached eggs, I thought poached eggs were next to impossible to make. Okay, so what is, what is, how do you make poached eggs if there's like different? So I have gotten to the point where I'm sick of trying all the fancy shit. So I just put some water in a pan, salt it, throw a little bit of, a little bit of vinegar in there. uh, And then once the bottom gets like covered in bubbles like that, that like pre-boiling, but like a bunch of just bubble, just bubbles in there. I straight up will just crack a couple eggs in it, move them around a little bit, and check periodically. Like scoop them out with a spoon, push on them, see if they're done. You know, hmm. and that's it. That's all I do. Um, there are people who insist on a specific temperature. There are people who set timers. There are people who. Uh, have a swirl, a swirling technique, which seems to work if you're tr- if you're trying to do just one at a time. But I am never trying to do one poached egg at a time. I usually like having two. Um, mm-hmm. There are, I mean, but then there are people who are just like just fucking boil some water and throw an egg in it. Like that's and that's really all it is supposed to be, you know. But it's this thing that big. I think people you can. I think it's possible to over instruct. Yeah, totally. If you give ten steps. For something that you could do in three. Yeah. Then poached eggs is definitely something that should not be 10 steps. It should not be 10 steps. Put egg in water. Looking at you, Alton Brown. I love you. Like your recipe will work. It absolutely will. It's intimidating as fuck because he's scientific. Sometimes if you're too scientific about the thing, if you're like, well, you have to have like a candy thermometer in the th- side of your thing. It has to be exactly 170. It's like, no, don't do that to people. <laughs> you know? If they have a meat thermometer, they're at the neck they're at the neck they're already at like a different level, you know? You know, it's it surprises me a little, right? Because um thinking about just like instructions in general and stuff like that, like my mindset honestly is going right to IKEA. Probably because <laughs> honestly, yeah. like, despite the fact that IKEA furniture is mostly terrible, um 
it's like it's good for a lot of purposes, right? And one of the yeah. things that's really good about it is that it you know, like it packs flat for the most part and you can just like get any idiot to build it, right? Right. And part of that mm. is honestly due to excellent instructions, right? Right. Like <laughs> IKEA and kits and instructions will drive me crazy until the day I die. We build a lot of IKEA furniture in theater. Um That's fascinating and I didn't realize that, but that makes perfect sense. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well because it's cheap. Yeah. So like especially in New York where yeah. we don't have places to store it, we can just chuck it afterwards because <laughs> it doesn't really cost us anything. It's not worth saving because it's all particle board. It'll fall apart yeah. if we keep it for more than a month in a basement or something like that. Yeah. Um no, it's 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 really really good stuff. <laughs> yeah, sure. And the instructions to go with that can be put together by anyone. Mm-hmm. They are designed to be able to be handed to just literally any idiot in the country. And it, don't they not even usually require that you can like read it? Yeah, like and this no is what words. I was getting to. It's yeah. all pictures. Yeah, and it makes me wonder. Like, so like, I think I think a lot of food stuff isn't like this because well, a it's probably hard to do food stuff by picture though mm-hmm. actually i really want to see cooking instructions done in the ikea style i think that would be really really interesting be, um you could do it but you, can you could totally do it that'd be interesting yeah i really i'm gonna i'm gonna search see around after this podcast yeah. and see if anybody's actually done this because i feel like somebody should have and if not i want to do it uh because yeah. <laughs> that'd be really cool I mean, honestly a really um, interesting like graphic design challenge you know? Yeah, it's a it would be a really cool project because yeah. I don't have enough things to do. Um, <laughs> but uh, like, um, I feel like cooking stuff doesn't do this just because it's not typically some mass company like IKEA trying to get somebody to put together their product. Well, I don't know if that's true actually because you know things like Campbell's and the backs of the soup cans and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But a lot of our resources to the point. Uh, with these instructions are things like people's food blogs and things like that. And those are notoriously badly constructed, right? Half of them have, you know, the eight page blog at the beginning of them or whatever that we don't need to go into because everybody makes that joke. Have Um, you ever read one of those? No, it's terrible. I hate all of them. They're never good. I get three sentences in and I'm like, please stop telling me about your day. I just want the soup. Thank you, Butchley. Just need the soup, you know. (laughs) the the resources for these a little weird and like it's gotten a little closer with all of the food stuff i think i think there was a thing done recently actually this is actually i'm gonna go on a side tangent here for a second because i don't know if you saw this but there was an article that came out recently and i don't remember all the specifics off the top of my head so i'll link the article i'll try and find it and get people to read it but basically um facebook made a mistake in terms of analyzing metrics of videos watched compared to articles read right okay and i think it was facebook and these metrics basically said that there are like five times or more as many people that will click on a video and watch a video than there are people that will click on a article and read an article and so because of that all of these publication websites basically hired video editors and like put together these huge video teams and you can kind of see this everywhere right like that's why all of a sudden like you saw all those like life hack videos show up in your life and those like honestly those cooking videos that are like yeah, cook a thing like this, do this like this. Like even things like, you know, probably Polygon and IGN and Kotaku and stuff Absolutely. like their recent video content, though excellent, is probably due in part to these metrics that were right. incorrectly stated. There, it turns out it's not true. BuzzFeed has like 10 different versions now. Yeah. 
Yeah, it turns out none of this is true. People would honestly, in many cases, depending on the content, rather read an article than watch a video. Like certainly if I'm looking for a recipe, I want an article, not a video. But these videos are an interesting instruction method and kind of gets into that Ikea style visual aspect. That's the thing. I mean, I don't, I'm not going to follow a video to cook something because they don't. No, it's a pain in the ass. You always got to like skip back and no. No. Why would I do that? Like, unless I fully do, if I do all of the mise en place in beforehand, which I still need to have a written thing, written thing for, because like those tasty videos never tell you how much of anything, you know, mm. they just say here, well, however much sugar this is. And <laughs> right. This, if you have exactly this bowl, exactly this bowl then you can use the amount of sugar that i used that is so funny that is so funny to think like something like that changes the whole landscape but yeah i appreciate it because there's so much food youtube man there is so much i can watch food youtube for days yeah uh we watch a lot of food youtube around here we got started with like mukbangs and watching people do oh the my god stuff. i have not done that not it's that. weird. It is, I, I don't. Yeah. I, I wouldn't recommend it. Like I watched a couple of them just in like curiosity, just to see what was going on there, and then like eventually fell down this rabbit hole of <laughs> YouTubers that uh, just cook delicious meals all the time. Um, yeah. I'm trying to think what we are always putting on. We're always putting on like Asian at home. Um, oh, I think I've seen that. Yeah, her recipes mm. are very good. Yeah, really, the Bon Appetit crew is very good because they've. Yeah, I love I love all their weird little challenges where they're like trying to recreate captain crunch or something at home like oh, those, they're so crazy they're so crazy to watch what watching those shows though i will say specifically that youtube channel mm-hmm. uh does make me kind of miss um some of the aspects of when i got to work at the martha stewart show yeah because like they had a team of professional chefs yeah. in the studio all the time cooking the meals for the show yeah um and oftentimes, because they had to make like three or four versions of a thing, Ooh, you know, yeah. like a lot of times they just like throw that out on the craft table afterwards. Uh, and oh dang, it was so good. <laughs> it's, awesome. I helped when we when they packed up that studio and they shut down the show. Um, I helped the kitchen staff clean up, Ooh. and uh, I was like getting ready to go out for lunch that day, and they were like, "Well, listen, we have to." we got to empty these fridges, right? Like we can't we just get some like leftover produce and stuff. Why don't we make you a salad? And I was like, yeah, okay, I'll eat a salad. I'm not, you know, wild on salad, but I'll give it a shot. Uh-huh. James, it was the best salad I've ever oh, had in my entire man. life. Man, when- I've been chasing this. I've been chasing this salad for years. <laughs> I've never had anything like it. Is that the title of the episode? I've been chasing this salad for years. I've been chasing, <laughs> chasing this salad. Yeah. <laughs> I'm chasing, chasing the salad, chasing those leafy greens. <laughs> yeah, it turns out salad can be really good. Uh, there's a Bon Appetit salad that I'm going to be making this week that, man, it looks incredible. And I'm just praying, I'm praying it's as good as it looks, because if it is, then I can make it all the time. And if it's not, I still got to just trace that green, dra- like chase that green dragon, you know? <laughs> <laughs> oh, Hunt, of the cauli- Hunt of the Cauliflower Beast. That's the dumbest joke of the day. Uh, Ride the broccoli storm. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Man, I made this. I'm craving the carrot connection. No. No. No, this is too many. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Okay. We're tracking down the tomato, you know? Stop. No, we can't do it. 
Oh, fuck. Uh, what were we talking about? Salads? Uh, instructions. Instructions. Yeah, just make it fucking easier. Like, make it, make it, it, like, make everybody realize that you can just do it in, kind of intuitively. And if you're wrong, you learn from it. Scientific. But also be specific. Yeah, I guess. I mean, none of the, all, absolutely none of this applies to baking. Like, if you're baking, give me exactly oh, what I'm supposed to do. And like break it down into lots of steps because sometimes you like pack three steps, like you make a long paragraph and a baking recipe. Please don't. I want short paragraphs no. because I'm gonna fuck but it always, up. Always, always bullet points. I need bullet points. Always bullet points because baking is hard and so much baking harder. Baking is chemistry. Yeah, baking's way harder. You know, I can I can slightly over fry some shallots, but like yeah, if I don't, I don't know, prove a thing right or like I think oh baking soda is the same as baking powder right which you know i've done it's not Mm -mm. like nobody would tell you that you know cookie tartar not not as as good (laughs) cookie tartar oh my god (laughs) Uh, uh, yeah now i'm just i I think i think we'll probably end there but now i'm just imagining like (laughs) (laughs) getting a stick of cookie dough and sous feeding it Oh my god! <laughs> I mean, I think that's what they do for like these edible cookie dough things. Have you seen these? Oh, you think so? I, yeah, yeah, it's just New York. Like that must be like isn't a it just New York thing? I think it, it. It's just yeah. I mean, it's it, uh, raw or dough or I forget what it was called. It opened up uh, down by my work, and there was a line around the block for like a month and a half. Yeah, um, for people... raw cookie dough, and I'm like, I'm just sitting at home eating my own raw cookie dough. Yeah. Like, haha, fuck you. Yeah. Um, I, mean, you I sit... think it's just cookie dough without eggs. Maybe, maybe. Well, because everything else in there can be eaten raw. That's true. Right, like yeah. so, but, like, like what would happen? You did sous vide the cookie dough, though. Would it still be good? I think it would just make a big cookie br- log. <laughs> I'd be, I'd be into a cookie log. I would, I would, I'd buck up a cookie log. <laughs> okay, hold on. I'm gonna Google what happens when you sous vide a cookie. Fuck it. Auto. Oh my god! So. Somebody's. Oh doing no! It. It's oh. a real thing. Oh no! Will it sous vide? Skillet. Oh my god! Yeah, that's what this is. This is it. It's, it's on, it's on Life Hacker. So you know, good. You know, it's a great idea. So they pasture. Oh, so they pasteurize the eggs. Oh, so they. Oh, so they do it to the eggs. Interesting. Yeah, that makes sense. This this okay. is like probably okay. this this appears to be like a real recipe. Yeah. What I was hoping for was just an idiot to like unroll a stick of cookie dough and sh- shove it in a sous vide. Bag. Oh, oh, so that's the problem. So apparently, you can't do flour either. You're not supposed to eat raw flour. Has so it stopped me? Heat- I'm still here. Wow, you have to heat up the flour to 160 degrees. I mean, like I can think of, I can think of multiple occasions where you and I, like, made a bowl of brownie batter and then just ate it instead of cooking it, and we didn't die. Yeah, and I haven't died yet, so I think it's impossible. Well, we're immortal, never gonna die. mm -hmm. Quote us. Spoilers for Aquaman, I guess. Like I said, I had no interest in Aquaman. By the climax of the movie, which is dumb. It's like Star Wars, but then it's also like Lord of the Rings and 
but it's fish but it's all fish uh that's the thing and then there's also like a mm. fucking cthulhu monster i'm sorry is that like the bad guy's plan is they're gonna summon a oh no no it was this big ass fucking cthulhu monster that was that was guarding the special trident the magical trident that being like because he can talk to fish it was like whoa you can you understand me you could have it because like Atlan was the only one who ever understood me. Wait, so the like, hold on, so the other the other aqua people can't talk to fish because nope. like no, they can. There's like a whole si- they can underwater fly, like they can. That's just swimming, James. I don't know, man. It- I have so many questions. Mm-hmm.